Welcome everybody to Strangest Species, the strangest podcast that you are going to listen to right now. Right now. Right. It might not be the strangest one like you're ever going to listen to, but right now it's going to be the strangest one. Gotcha. I like it. Yeah. I'm your host, Mike Davis, here with Ethne Davis, the other host. Yep. You know it. The hostess with the most deaths. Yep. That works. That's you. It's very common. I was a hostess at a restaurant. Sweet. Yeah. I've been I've there. I've never worked any kind of restaurant. I try not to work anywhere. Yeah. Well. As much as possible. It's part of just life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Um, got a lot of wet, heavy snow yesterday. I noticed that. Right? Yeah. Um, Was that just yesterday? We spent two and a half hours? Yes. Yeah. Two and a half hours shoveling all the driveway, the the walkways, the back... Like, not even just shoveling, like using like a tr- like equipment to also move snow. It was the heaviest, wettest, most dense like snow, but tons of it. Yeah. I don't know. It was ridiculous. It snowed a little bit the night before, and you asked me, like, are you going to go shovel? I was like, nah, I think it's going to snow a little bit more, and this was to rain. Kinda it's going to kind of melt, and I'm going to have to shovel you in the morning, so I'll just wait. Well, it didn't snow a little more. It snowed it a whole like a lot. lot more. But the funny and thing it did is rain. We and had it was heavy. five of us. Now, granted, some of them are younger kids and they kind of peter out pretty quick. But and there's actually six of us. Well, Vienna didn't do anything. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah. So really, uh, three, I'll say three full adults of work, you know, with all the kids combined. It took that long. It was the worst snow to shovel but if you're trying to make a snowman i mean it's like epic it's good snowman snow yes super heavy sticky snow so that was exhausting it was exhausting and now i feel very limber after yoga today we went to yin yoga tonight Mm -hmm. yep it's amazing i love it what is yin yoga i mean i I know what it is because i just did it but like i don't actually know like it means really chill like you're supposed to hold each pose or position for like three to four minutes so that you can get deep into the fascia you like go to the it's next like level. mega stretching yes i don't like yoga because i don't like doing most of the poses but this is really cool you like most of it you're just laying on your back with your feet up against a wall and then so it's not like a lot of core strength like normal posture yoga. and you sit tall a lot of, a lot of yeah, it's like great. Like half asleep stretching. It's amazing. It's so, so relaxing. It was good. Yeah. She I makes you it. do body twists like you're in the, but they, then you're in a side twist like where your shoulders are going one way and your hips kind of roll the other way for like three minutes. And it's incredible because it's just, I know, you get to a new level. It just feels good. Anyway. Especially after shoveling for a few hours. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was perfect. It's like it exactly what I needed. So it was really good. Yeah. And I, Everett never done it got to go with us and he, is a rock star because I can't imagine anyone else besides Vienna doing that with us. Like, (laughs) well, he fell asleep. So, but I mean, just to be chill enough to sit, you know what I mean? And be quiet. Yeah. It would be for everybody. For everybody. So I was really impressed with him and he would, he would be cute and just look over at me and smile and kind of wink at me, <laughs> but I got two kisses by two of my boys underneath the mistletoe tonight. Nice. Actually, 
Did you kiss me under the mistletoe today? No. Oh, could have been three. You missed out on that one. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. All right. I found some real life mistletoe at Trader Joe's. So they say. I don't really, yeah, it feels like plastic. It doesn't look very real, but <laughs> that's know, what it I says. It. <laughs> but I got two kisses. I was pretty impressed. That is impressive. Yeah. Look at you. It was cute. Did I ever tell you about the time, I was thinking about this earlier today, that I accidentally drove off while my car was still hooked to the gas pump? Oh, I feel like that's vaguely familiar. We were married at the time. Yeah, but I I don't feel like you got all the way. Well, it broke, so. Oh, you broke it? Yeah. Like gas came guzzling up? No, they have like a quick release. They're designed oh. for idiots like me to drive off while they're still attached. Oh, I and mean, I feel like, like this, this is vaguely familiar, but I couldn't tell off, you apparently. when, where, how. Oh. Yeah, it was really late. I was coming home from basketball. It was mm. like midnight. When you were just and out of it. gas. And I drove Were off. we in Boise? No, it was in Richland. It was in Richland. Post, yeah. pre. Like you were newly med or like uh, before? We've lived there twice. That's what I'm trying to think. Um, and no, I think it was the second time around. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for for everyone involved. That was a terrible situation you probably yeah. found yourself in. It was in. fascinating because I went into the gas station holding the pump. And I was <laughs> like, um, this is yours. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> Did they just laugh? Or the guy like... was also like, oh, I don't know what to do with that either. He's like, I think I'm supposed to take like down your information just in case, but it's not a big deal. I was like, oh, okay. Huh. I, I mean, I didn't know the extent of it. Yeah. That's about it. I was probably sleeping. Probably. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was thinking about that when I was writing tonight's script. Mm, it's about people that are idiots driving away. You calling me an idiot? No, I mean, no. you were the one that said that yourself, <laughs> right? I think I did. Yeah, you did. So today's story, we're going to go back to 1995. So not very far, long ago. What you looking for? Uh, her watcher. She can't reach it. She's leaving her microphone. Oh, no. Oh, okay, I'm back. back. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, we're going to talk about a Frenchman today. Ooh. You like French stuff. Do I? Yeah. Canadian. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> His name is Stefan Breitweiser. I want, that doesn't sound very French. Yeah. I wanted it to be Pierre. Well, it's not. Or Jean Chrétien. Or Jean Valjean. Or Jean Valjean. Or Javert. Or Javert. Or Marius. Yeah. <laughs> Any of those. That would have been cool. Okay. On the way home from the play yesterday, I was singing for some reason a song from Les Mis. Oh, okay. And Vienna was asking me, what's that from? And I told her. And then she was kind of asking me about Les Mis. And so I tried giving her like <laughs> the cliff notes. Of so complicated, a million page novel, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. I did, I was explaining it for like four minutes, and I was like, and that's the end of act one. Like, wow, a lot happens <laughs> before, yeah, before there's a whole, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. I was telling her how Cosette's an adult, she's like, well, I thought Cosette was a kid, I'm like, well, she is a kid at the beginning, but then we jump forward like 20 years, yeah, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, I don't remember why that came up. Oh, because we're talking about French names. Anyways, Stefan. Stefan. So he was vacationing in Switzerland. Ooh, I want to go there. Yeah. 
with his new girlfriend, Anne Catherine Kleinklaus. That sounds like German a little bit. Kleinklaus? Yeah, so does Breitweiser. Yeah, that's what I was saying. His last name sounds German, not French per se, but... I don't pick the names, man. That's okay. And uh, so they're visiting this this famous castle there. Okay. And uh, shoot, I don't remember where they were. Somewhere in... What's the kind of cheese you do with fondue? Gruyere. 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 How do you say that word? Gruyere. So that's the city they were in. There's a city named that? Yeah. Oh. In Switzerland. Okay, cool. Where they make that cheese. Oh. So they were there at this castle. And they're walking around, and it's not an art museum, but there's lots of art in the castle, right? Uh, okay, yeah. Like old paintings yeah. and swords mm-hmm. and whatever. Makes sense. And he walks by, and he sees this painting by, I don't remember who, a German guy in a Swiss castle. But he just falls in love with this painting. It just touches him. It speaks to his soul. You know how it is with art when it just totally. talks to your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decides, man, I want that painting. So his girlfriend and him haven't been together very long. So he looks over to her and he says, hey, do you want to steal this painting? Why, why do we jump to that first conclusion? Like, why can't we look for a print of that painting? Or why can't we get a poster of that painting? Why are we jumping to let's steal this painting? Just felt right, man. From a castle? I feel like that's a dumb move. Well, it spoke to him. Maybe it told him, steal me. Mm, maybe. I want I just to feel like that's a very drastic, like... Like, hey, we can stop at the gift shop and see if they have, yeah. like, a Yeah, replica. like a poster version. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I like that plan. Okay. <laughs> but just, he thought, I should probably steal this super, you know, this 400-year-old painting or whatever. Yeah, in a castle that I'm sure has no security. Right. Okay, cool. So he asked his new girlfriend. And she's, What do you think she says? I mean, I hope she was like me. Like, no, you idiot. Let's go buy a poster of it. See, that would be the appropriate response, but our story wouldn't be very exciting if that's <laughs> what she said. Okay. So, and Catherine was like, cool, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So. They are meant for each other. <laughs> how do you think you steal a painting a I mean, four hundred year old painting from a castle. I don't actually know the size of this painting, and is it framed in glass? Does it have a nice frame, or is it like a canvas type? You know, fake kind of ish of the original, or whatever, a print of the original. Like that—that's very important information. So it's a real one. Okay. It's just hanging there. But it, how big? I don't know how big this one was. I don't know. I just feel. Like it's not like you know, there are like a lot a of strange people in the world. It's just sitting there. Okay. So he like shoved it under his shirt. Well, the castle's pretty empty. There's <laughs> just people walking around. It's like an open okay. touristy spot. Oh gosh! Uh, it wasn't a high traffic like art museum. You know, it wasn't like the Guggenheim or the Louvre. The or, Louvre. Okay, yeah. got it. So he just took the painting down, popped it out of the frame, rolled it up, put it in his backpack. Yeah, but if it's that old, if you roll up something that old, it is not going to last very long. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I've never dealt with old antique canvases yeah, before. Yeah, it's not. But anyway, okay. And uh, they just walk out with it. Well, 
And this begins Stefan's passion for stealing art. <laughs> okay. Like a lot of people have passions. Yeah. Like you love... Uh, gardening. Gardening. Being out in the yard. You love cleaning up after our children. No, I don't love that. Oh, I just feel like that's all, all I do. Time. Right. Oh, I thought that's because you liked it. <laughs> Uh, I spent my whole life cleaning up after them. Okay, anyway. I like writing. Yeah. I like, you know, playing basketball. Mm -hmm. People have passions. Stefan's passion was stealing old art from the masters. I just, yeah. I feel like there's better better passions. So, yeah. So, he gets this, this, like, he's like, yeah, that felt good. I like that. It's like a, a rush. Yeah. And so, he decides he wants to do some more. And so if you wanted to become an art thief, what do you think you would need? Like, let's say right now, tomorrow, you decide, I'm going to become an art thief. Obviously, here in Spokane, like, we don't got great art. But let's say you're living in Europe. What would you do? Like, what would you... Would you get a team? Would you study, like, Uh, blueprints? Would you... Where would you go? I feel like I need to get inside of National Treasure brains the movie yeah that's what it's making me think of i i feel like i would um have to like invest in some tools right yeah i would invest in some tools that you could take apart frames in intricate ways uh but that's about all i got so Stefan quickly learned that while yes the big fancy museums in europe had high-tech security and cameras and guards and all that kind of stuff. Um, There are literally hundreds of museums with works for major artists where the art just hung freely. And there's no glass cases. Nothing's bolted down. Wow. There's not much as in the way of guards. Wow. And I think this is maybe hard for us to comprehend here in the States because... We don't have art museums like in Europe, mm-hmm. where all of most of these artists are from Europe. Right. And so you have a lot more of these small towns that have like, you right. know, one or two, maybe like the big pieces of, you know, the mm-hmm. famous artists, but smaller ones they did and stuff. Like when we lived in Cleveland, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Art Museum had original Van Goghs in it. Yeah, it did. It had original Picassos in mm-hmm. it. Not famous ones per no. se. But there was one, that was a very big art museum. It was a very nice art museum. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of security. Mm-hmm. But even there in Cleveland, you had originals from Yeah, yeah. Masters. Famous people. Right. So, but, okay. So, what? once you steal them, if you're a stealer of art, are you rehanging them and reframing them? That's a very expensive procedure. Yeah, I hate having to frame crap. Well, so that's what I'm saying is like, you're stealing them. Is he reselling them? So we'll get there. Okay. Are we keeping, like, what are you doing with these after you have them? Yeah. Um, So the cool thing about Stefan's work, or maybe not cool, but interesting, is that he never came up with a master plan. He never had cool tools. He He never. Maybe that was part of the rush was like, I'm just going to wing it. And then see what my... Well, you're kind of right. So his tool kit comprised of a screwdriver. Nice. 
Yeah. Flathead plus or minus? You know, I'm not sure what uh, what what style. I don't even know in Europe what kind of screws they mostly use. Oh, I am a true. T15 kind of fan. I hate Phillips and flatheads. Is I, that I the screw, star? Yeah, yeah. Oh, T15, huh? Yeah. It's like evil T1000. So I love the Japanese way because I could never remember, like, is it a Phillips or a, oh, what's the other one? A flathead? Is it, no, but it doesn't have a, like an actual name. Anyway. No. Maybe so in, in Canada you guys call it something different. I, don't, I think so. So anyway, in Japan, though, they just called the plus and the minus. I was like, this is amazing because <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. They're both very inefficient ways. Oh, I think the plus is great. The yeah. minus is not so great. The, so Phillips, the plus, is only good if you have the right bit for it or you'll just strip it. Well, isn't that true with like anything? If you don't have the right bit, you'll strip it? Right, but I mean, you could get like a million different kinds of... But the T15, like, so in the chicken coop, I was trying to rearrange their roosting sticks, and there's also a bigger size of the star. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. There's multiple sizes. So I still was doing the same thing. I didn't realize it was like the bit I had was a little bit too small, Mm -hmm. and so I needed a bigger star, Mm -hmm. or whatever you call it, and so I was kind of stripping them. So I think, isn't that... It's much harder to strip. Like there's so many little teeth in there. Uh, and it I works mean, so much better once you, just, when you have the right one. You got good oh, torque. Just, yeah, it just feels just right. Good, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that he just has a screwdriver. It's simple. It's Not simple. a lot of overhead. It's a good business model. This is true. You gotta keep the overhead down <laughs> when you're stealing. When you're stealing other people's art. art. <laughs> um so his art heists always took place during the daytime when the museum was open. Yeah, I mean, because you draw less attention. I yeah. mean, if you're trying to break into somewhere, that's like another yeah, there's felony. No James Bondy, Mission right. Impossible, Ocean's Eleven. Totally. Style. They were always open. There are always other patrons there. There are always security guards there. Say so you would steal from the same museum multiple times in like a couple of weeks, wearing very like crappy disguises just to make sure the security guards didn't recognize him. So he, in six years, he managed to pull off 239 heists. Wow. Pretty impressive, eh? Yeah. But I mean, are these originals? From 172 different art galleries. Wow. From seven countries. Guess how much you think his private collection was worth. Or not his private collection, how much he I stole? stole. I legit have zero ballpark here. I, I have no idea. Uh, a million. A million's a good guess. So with his screwdriver over six years, he stole $1.4 billion in art. Easily becoming the most successful art thief in history. Except for maybe the Nazis. But single-handedly, definitely. That's ridiculous. $1.4 billion worth of art. Did he realize what he was doing and how much like it was worth? Because he didn't resell it, right? Well, well, again, we'll get there down the road here. Um, I just can't comprehend this. This is only. I don't know if he knew. I don't think he knew what it was all worth. There are some estimates, like Time. I want to say it was Time Magazine. Someone has the the ballpark up to one point nine billion dollars worth of art, but. Seems like the consensus. So I still feel like whether you get caught in the moment or you get caught six years later, you're still in big doo-doo. 
Um, and I don't know how you're not going to get caught if you then try to sell them. Well, that is the tricky part is selling the art. Yeah, I mean, duh. So his $1.4 billion in art would have made Stefan one of the 250 richest people in the world. Dang. Yeah. But here's the tricky thing. In reality, him and Anne Catherine were super broke living in his mom's attic apartment and he worked as a waiter. That's hilarious. Yeah. Where'd he put all the art? So the question is, where's all the money? Like if you have a art collection worth $1.4 billion. But you're stealing it all. It's just worth that. It's like all you have is a bunch of art. You do have a bunch of art. So either you're holding on to the art and doing nothing with right. it. Right. Or you're selling it and making it look like you're really poor. Oh, I mean, I guess that's an option. But for Stefan and Anne Catherine. So they stay together. This is like they're, mm-hmm. this is what brings them together. Yeah. Okay. We should start stealing art. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd feel bad. Do we? Are, I guess we got other stuff that like bonds us. Yeah. What, what could we could, what could we steal? Like maybe we could steal something that would be we helpful. Steal something from Tia. <laughs> That's our next door neighbor. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. And then we should go up the street to the other neighbors and just it bond us together. We should steal something from Tia and then put it like in our living room and see if she ever says anything. <laughs> like, hey, okay. is that my, <laughs> you know, whatever? I should steal the snowman's hat. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, she made a snowman with like the cutest set of snowman eyeballs and toque and mouth and buttons okay sorry real quick side note i have to translate ethne said they're toque if you're in the united states that means beanie which is absurd but so you all know everyone knows that nobody knows this (laughs) in the world anyway okay and we could be like oh no we just found it yeah like if she asks about it that'd be great we should just start doing this like around the neighborhood things that we just find in their yard we just like leave them in places stuff. where they can see them. Our other neighbors thought we should have Christmas inflatables. So maybe we should still their inflatable <laughs> and then put it in our yard. And that would be hilarious. One. We got the same one as you. Where'd your guys go? You guys need more spirit over there, man. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So. I don't know. That's the part I can't understand. Like, it's not money. It's art right now. But it's worth that much. So. You're so kind of in a pickle. Mom, yeah. Well, with his girlfriend, but upstairs with his mom. Upstairs in his mom's house. And um the reason that there's no money is because Stefan never <coughs> sold a single piece. So what do you do with it? That's what I was wondering. Like if you're in an attic apartment, if you can call it that, there's no room to hang it on the walls. Unless you rotate them. Yeah. So he reframed them. And he hung them and he had them sitting in piles in the corner and he had them sitting on the tables and this is the in his crummy apartment. Weirdest crap. $1.4 billion. Could you imagine if it burned art. down? Oh my gosh. $1.4 billion. Billion. Yeah. Yeah. But then. From all the famous masters. Did he? He just had no clue. I'm sure he knew it was worth a lot of money, but. Obviously, he wasn't doing it for the money. He just was doing it for the rush. Right. And so, and that was another reason why he was so successful. 
you know, it would be nearly impossible to steal like the Mona Lisa or Starry Night. Oh, of course. Scream or any of those sure. kind of things, right? Um, but if you're got some random, my lips bleeding. It is. Hmm. All of a sudden, I was just like, it's like blood. it's because you're all dry and cracked. All right. But if all of a sudden you're like in some small town and it's like, oh, this is the birthplace of Van Gogh. We've got four of his paintings in this place on the corner or whatever, you know, and you grab some sketch that's not nearly as prominent or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's much easier to steal. Yeah. This is strange for sure. Yeah. Hmm. So remember how I said on the first time that he was there and like the painting spoke to him? Mm-hmm. So that's how all of his art was. He stole them because he just liked the piece of art. Either way, you can like a piece of art and not steal it, right? Sure. But what I'm saying is he wasn't out to steal art For because money. of his intrinsic value. Right. Like, oh, I need to go get this piece or I need to get this artist or this hmm. time period. It was just like, hmm, that's a cool looking drawing. That one speaks to me. I'm yeah. going to take it. I'm going to take it and put it in my crummy apartment. Hmm. Hanging on the wall. Strange indeed. Yeah. So, but that's also um, what allowed him to be successful for so long. Right. Because he wasn't trying to sell it on the black market. So nobody was able to kind of follow him or trace The vast vast majority of art thieves are found, not from stealing it. But from trying to sell it. trying to sell. Okay. So you've got an original moment. Of course. Who you sell it to? Uh, I don't even know. Really wealthy people. Famous people? Even really wealthy and famous people, it's got to be all through the black market, through back channels. Oh, You've got to yeah. get involved with really shady people to even have the contacts to sell. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, good. Any more? Was... I'm done. Oh, that was a pretty quick one for you. Three. Four. Kind of. Three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. The over-under is like four, so... That's true. <laughs> that was good. That Joe was babe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like it's just so hard to sell these kind of artworks because there's very few people who can afford them in very illegal circumstances. Yeah, it's not a great market. And so the police, I mean, they couldn't do anything. Right. Because just like, okay, these things are disappearing, but they're never showing back up. Right. So how do we even, we have no lead to follow. Right. Not, yeah. Interesting. Um, so they just had to kind of wait for him to screw up. Did he just like die with them in his house? So the story gets a little crazy. Oh. Where they go. Oh. So remember he started in 1995, right? Yeah. So there was one time in 1997, again in Switzerland. Okay. But in Lucerne. Okay. Not uh, Greer. I can't say that word, but wherever. Lucerne, like the cottage cheese? Correct. Whoa, cool. All the towns of Switzerland are named after dairy products. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So he was actually caught stealing a painting Mm -hmm. um, from a place there, but he totally played it cool. And when he he was arrested, Mm -hmm. but he played it off as just like, and there's one thing about Stefan, the dude was amazingly cool under pressure. Like, well, that's he good. He did not break ever. Like, okay. He was just cool cat, man. And so he plays it off like, I don't know what happened. It was total spur of the moment thing. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what 
what I was thinking. But he had no criminal record. And so he got charged, but there's no jail time. And then I don't know what exactly the right the actual uh, punishment was, but and so he he gets off, but he does get fingerprinted. Oh, so now he's in the system. Oh. So from then on, he always always wore gloves. gloves. Yeah. Now this is 1997. Okay. Um. But he goes all the way till for six years, right? right? So it's 2001. So how does he get caught? How does he eventually slip up? Well, he goes back to Switzerland and it just so happens. And remember how I said he'll steal from the same museum, mm-hmm. even like a week later, like he'll just go back and. Wow. You know, maybe he'll go into some museum and it has like three pieces that speak to him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got to come back the next day oh. or whatever. Yeah. This is a good job. Well, it doesn't pay well, obviously. No. I was just thinking that. Yeah. But it's good for your living room, I guess. Not really. It'd just be a hot mess. Anyway, keep going. So he's in Switzerland. 2001. Just by chance, it's Lucerne again. Mm-hmm. Same town. Um, and he's in there looking around at a museum. And he sees a bugle. Now, he didn't always steal paintings. Like a bugle... Like, yeah. yeah, okay. It's a 15th century bugle, and it's oh. one of only three known in the world. So it's not style. even art, really. It's an actual old instrument. Yeah. Okay. And he decides. It's expanding his. Well, he's got quite a few. Oh, heirloom non, kind of yeah, things. Okay. Okay. Non painting things that he thinks are cool. So he's like, that bugle, that'd be cool to have in my drawer or whatever. My living room. Yeah, whatever he puts the scrap. So he steals it. He's successful, but he forgot to wear his gloves. <gasps> no. Yeah. What a moron. They're going to get the fingerprints off the bugle. So while stealing it, a security guard does notice him, but I don't know what that means exactly. I don't know if he saw him steal it and just couldn't catch him or noticed him. I think what he did being that, suspicious. Yeah, and then later, oh, this is missing. Oh, that guy, that guy was suspicious mm. or whatever. So he gets home. He realizes he didn't wear gloves, and he knows if police fingerprint it, and they find fingerprints, he's in the system, especially in Lucerne of all mm-hmm. places, because that's where he was arrested. And so he sends Anne Catherine back to wipe down the case oh. where the bugle was, mm-hmm. which is smart. Yeah. Um, but he goes with her and just stays outside. That's not smart. Versus just, you know. Right. Not going at all. Yeah. So there's a journalist walking his dog outside of the museum and he notices Stefan. Stefan's wearing this large trench coat and he just looks out of place. Like you can tell he's agitated, he's nervous, he's pacing, you know. And so this journalist is just like, something's up with that guy. And so he goes and he alerts a security guard. Well, it just so happens to be the same security guard. From, from the four years before. earlier. No, no. That had just seen oh. him and <clears throat> thought, like, oh, that's the suspicious guy. And so the security guard um, goes and um, confronts him. Long story short, he's arrested. Now, this is totally interesting 
little fun side note. Mm-hmm. Once this is all figured out and done, the dog of the journalist. The dog? Yeah, because the guy's walking the dog, right? Oh, okay. The is walking yeah, the dog. Yeah, I was not expecting you to go here. Receives a lifetime supply of dog food for his role in helping out. Now, what his role is, I have no idea. But <laughs> somebody. <laughs> that lucky owner. Yeah. I mean, really? Dog, dog food you is. just bought some dog food Yeah. Today. Like $40. Yeah. It's very expensive. Sure. Love her, but still. Well, we bought a bunch of chicken hearts. Yeah, she's not a big chicken heart. No, we chicken like gizzards. Yeah, yeah chicken gizzards. gizzards. Anywho. So, <clears throat> he gets arrested. No, and Catherine is there. And she sees him get arrested. And she acts like she doesn't know him. Oh, totally. She's like, don't know that guy. But she books it out of there. And she goes back to France. Back to their home. And guess who she tells? His mom. Tells mommy. What happened? What happened? Like, she literally says, he stole something, he got arrested? Correct. Okay. So, um... So the story gets a little convoluted here. Wow. So stay with me. Mom's going to put on her mama bear pants. Mama bear comes out full swing. So, Stefan's fingerprinted, and boom. They got him, right? But they don't, they got him for this, for the bugle. They have no clue at this time that the extent of his crimes. Right. They just know he's a guy that stole a bugle. Right. They don't know that he has $1.4 billion of art in his crummy apartment. Right. So, they get a search warrant for his apartment. Uh-oh. Back in France. But if I remember right, it took like 19 days or something like that. I think with going like into different countries and stuff, you have a lot more... Yeah. I mean, I know Europe's a little more... Right. But I would assume you are A lot correct. more hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. probably. So. so, when they enter his apartment, what do you think happens? Well, and Catherine told mom, mom probably got a storage unit, so it's probably empty. It is completely empty. Yeah. No art whatsoever. This is insane. Yes. His mother had taken it all out. But you say that she put it in a storage unit. She did not put it in a storage unit. Guess what she did with it? Put it in her basement. No, she destroyed it. What? Yeah. Like, burned it? So, most of the paintings she burned. Oh. No. Yeah. Definitely the most expensive fire, probably, of all time. Does she have any idea? Well, that is a good question. Did she know the extent so so she burned a bunch of them she this is hilarious some of them she cut up and tried to put down her garbage disposal which is a, a terrib- carburetor for our canadian friends and listeners terrible idea yeah that would totally back up your sink i bet garburetor is a common term in england and australia and a lot of other commonwealth countries okay could be okay I used to live in Belize. It's Commonwealth. I never heard the word carburetor. Does Belize have carburetors? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. But maybe. Okay. I didn't have one, that's for sure. So, 
She burns a bunch of the paintings. She dumps over a hundred statues and other artifacts, bugles, things of that nature, into a, a local river. Now, going back to Stefan in Switzerland, the police have. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forget Stefan for a minute. Oh, okay. So, well, even with Stefan, they have no evidence of anything else going on, right? Right. Other than this bugle. But he's still in custody. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's going on. At home. At home. And so, there's a good chance that he's going to get away with all of this. Because I have no evidence to charge her with anything other than the bugle. Right? But fate would have something else to say. Because a week later, there's some hikers and they notice something funny in the river. And so they go and they fish it out and it's some kind of artifact. artifact. Mm -hmm. So they tell authorities, authorities send in divers, divers pull out over a hundred pieces of fine art. And so now all of a sudden it's okay, but this is in France. And so they're like, we have all this fine art, no idea what it's doing in the bottom of this river, where it came from. So weird. Yeah. But we have somebody who's dumping fine art in the river. (laughs) (laughs) And so this information gets back to the police in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And there's one officer who still has no idea these are connected. But Stefan, but he's mm-hmm. like, well, this river's close to his hometown. And so he says, hey, French cops, can you send me a picture of something that you have? So they send him a picture and he goes and he sits down with Stefan. And shows him. And shows him and says, hey, look, the police in France have this. Now, again, he doesn't know Stefan knows anything about it. Stefan has no idea that his mom and girlfriend have dumped everything. For all he knows... In his brain, they've raided the house and they found everything. All he does is say, I don't know what that is. They still got nothing on him. But he just assumes that they have everything. So he confesses. So he confesses. Oh, no. And so they go through piece by piece by piece and he confesses to all of it. Even though he doesn't know his mom has burned. Correct. Oh, no. And so... This is a cluster. It is. <laughs> cluster, you know what. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so um, he just admits all of it. And had he kept his mouth shut, then he probably would have gotten off just fine. But now he's not. So what do you think the sentence is for being the world's best art thief of all time? Uh... $1.4 billion much of which is now destroyed and gone. Um, ten years. Do you think that would be a justifiable? I legit have no idea how they decide any of this stuff. So Stefan served a whopping twenty-six months in jail, not years, months. Oh, 
Nobody cares about art. Nobody cares about art, apparently. <laughs> I mean, really. If you stole $1.4 billion from like a bank account, you'd be in jail for like ever. Yeah. But if you steal $1.4 billion worth of fine art, apparently you go to a nice ritzy prison for two and a half years. Yeah. Oh, just over two years, I guess. Huh. So his mom served 18 months for destroying the art. She got almost as much time. Almost as much time as him just for destroying it? Yeah. Huh. And she claims a couple things. She claims that she destroyed it, one, because she didn't know what it was, like the value and everything. I'm sure she didn't. And two, she was so mad at him that she just oh. wanted it gone. Oh. Who knows if that's true or not? But that's the that's So the, the girlfriend got off scot-free? Nope. Oh. So, um, interesting... Stefan would not indict her on anything. Like he would not. He loves her. He loves her. They're not together anymore. But um, <laughs> he loved her. He loved her. Maybe he still loves her. Maybe she doesn't love him. I don't know. She did end up serving six months for, for her just parts. Yeah. In all of it. Compliance. And... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, only served 26, 26 months in jail. Wow. For stealing. Was his art, sentence man. like reduced? Was it so it was it was, but it was only like three years to begin with. So, so he shaved off like ten months. Ten months. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But it's fascinating because he really would just go up to art and either, you know, use his little screwdriver and just pop the little nails off the canvas and That's roll it up. So crazy. There were some that were in cases, but they were just glass cases screwed. There was no trip wires. There was no alarms. Right. So for some of them, he would stand there and kind of hide the screwdriver. And sometimes it would take 20 minutes to get a single screw. Like he would just little turn, wait, little turn, wait, little turn. Yeah. Intense stuff. But, uh, and I think you can go online and I'm not an art person. Um, but I think you can actually look at like the pieces yeah, and see what all of them, he wrote a book about all of it. Did the stuff that got thrown in the river get put back in the museum? I assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, Anything that could be salvaged and saved was. So bizarre. Yeah. So in 2011, um, the police found 30 more stolen art pieces in his home. And he got another three years. Oh my gosh, he did it again? <laughs> yeah. He's like a serial... Klepto. A serial art klepto. Yeah. Like, can't not do it. I know. That's weird. So he got out in 2014. And then in 2016... He did it again? He was placed under house arrest for trying to sell a paperweight that he stole from a St. Louis museum on eBay. Oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> you... Uh, you would think you would learn, like, okay, $1.4 billion collection. You never got caught because you didn't try to sell it. But you sell a paperweight that you stole from a museum yeah. on eBay. Duh. That gets you. But it's only house arrest, so that's nice. Yeah, I guess I just feel like there might be a few screws loose. Yeah. I always think, too, like, how'd you get in the States? Yeah, that's true. Because you said St. Louis? Yeah. Oh. Apparently they don't care about art either. I mean, I don't know if you can say that per se, but 
It appears that way. Yeah. Uh, and then this year, in spring of 2023, he was placed on house arrest with an ankle monitor for having stolen Roman coins from a German art museum. So I think he does like to steal things. He needs to have like a tether to his house. It's like, you know, 60 feet long. So he can go up the stairs and down the <laughs> stairs and kind of out in his yard. But that's about it. Definitely. As long as his house isn't within 60 feet of an art museum. Yeah. Then he should be fine. He'll wave be at the okay. neighbors and go get the paper and, you know. Yeah, be neighborly. Get the mail. But yeah, that guy has serious mental issues. He just can't stop. He can't stop. Won't stop. I like that's a song. Can't stop. I'm sure it is. Anyways. Um, huh. Yeah, but pretty impressive to steal $1.4 billion. It's to have your mom burn it. To <laughs> have your mom burn a lot of it. Did he like, was he mad about that? I mean, I wonder how he felt about that. Probably. I mean, if it spoke to him, I mean, his soul was just shattered. Yeah. He probably felt the flames as it was being burned. Oh, he probably did. But then you couldn't even display them. So if you feel it, but then you can never see it again because it's like stacked with like all the other artwork. What's the point? I don't know. Well, you can see it for yourself. Obviously, he wasn't one of the egotistical people who liked to buy things to show other people. But even then you really, in the capacity that he lived, it's not like he had a mansion that he could display all this artwork and actually see them. So they would literally be stacked like side by side, by side, by side, by side. You wouldn't really be able to see them. He probably had a nice rotating system on the walls. I doubt it. You know, it makes me think too, though. The guy was had no friends whatsoever. Cause like people would come over to your house and then be like, this weird dude has all sorts of paintings all over the place. Yeah. Unless they were just really ignorant too. I mean, if someone invited me over, let's say like I met someone at the play or something, and they were like, hey, come over to my crummy apartment. And I went in, and they had floor-to-ceiling paintings. I would never know if they were anything. Like, I would have no idea. But you'd still think it's strange. Sure. I'd be like, wow, this is really weird. Like, that's a lot of art all over the place. Mm-hmm. Do you sell art? Like, you know, But I wouldn't know, like, oh, my goodness. That's, like, the second painting ever by Whoever. Dolly. Yeah. No, you definitely wouldn't know that. Interesting. Well, I I'm sorry. What Catherine's up to today? Yeah. Sorry for this guy. He just seems like, you know, he needs... He needs a better an, hobby. He needs an intervention. And an intervention. But a better hobby. I don't know if you'd call that a hobby. That's past the point of hobby. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's impressive. That is impressive. There's no doubt about Kudos it. Kudos to him. And I love, again, just the screwdriver. So all you need is a little screwdriver. all you screwdriver. need, man. Keep that overhead down. Yeah. Some good I mean, overhead. If you had like an Ocean's Eleven team, I think how much money that would cost you. I know. Your $1.4 billion wouldn't be worth, I mean, it'd still be worth it, but you'd have to pay all that overhead. Yeah. Sure. It's crazy. I like your thinking, I think. Yep. So anyways, if anyone's looking for a new hobby, I mean, I guess you could try to beat his record. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but you could try. I wouldn't try. recommend it, but... Um, if you do, we'll do a podcast on you. Yeah. How about that? That's a good deal. Yeah, that's a great deal. We'll totally do you it. You can get $1.5 billion worth of stolen art without getting caught. We'll do this, uh, an episode on you. I love it. Perfect. Well, I think that's it for tonight then. All right. Well, everyone have a wonderful week. Uh, be strange out there. And, um. But be kind. Be kind. Kind of strange? No. Or just Kind. kind. 
be extra kind. Yeah. It is good to be kind to people. Yeah. The world needs more kindness. It's true. They do. Be strange and kind, everybody. There we go. All righty. Until next week, you guys all take care, and we will talk to you then. We are out of here. Bye-bye.